Hey guys, welcome to the John Olson Show, and today's special guest is Scott Nixon from Copper Collar Distillery in Santee. How you doing, Scott? I'm well, John. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So you're a repeat offender. I am. This yes. is your second time here, right? It is. Awesome. So uh, tell us about your, uh, your, your business, your distillery. So we kind of launched in 2015, opened in 2016, right here in Santee. I've uh, been here for seven years now. Gosh, it just seems like yesterday. Um, it does. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been just kind of like a hobby status though, trying to grow out of that, trying to break out of that, um, working on some new plans to try to make things happen. So, um, everything is in the works right now, finally getting things going. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. I know uh, you guys opened up, just started getting your feet under you. And then COVID came and that kind of does what, it, what it did to every little business. Right? right. And so now you're just getting out from under that and getting ready to get back up to, to speed again, right? Exactly. Good. Good for you. So you've been around for seven years. How many different types of spirits do you distill? So we started out with a vodka, um, that kind of crept into a, a star anise flavored vodka and a gin. And then we also have a, a silver rum and a barrel aged rum. And just recently we launched out a brandy. So, um, that is kind of the, the spectrum that we're on right now and soon to be breaking into whiskeys, but, um, it's going to take a while for those to actually hit the market. Cause once we start producing, you know, they'll have to sit in the barrel for at least a couple of years before we're going to ready, be ready to launch that. Gotcha. Okay, great. And so are you still in your original location in Santee? Still the original location. Yep. Okay. That's yep. overall Magnolia. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, um, uh, right at the corner of the 67 and the 52 interchange. So we're kind of underneath the shadow of that over there. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Now, um, you have some new things that we've been talking about off air, off mic. What, what kind of things are, are you looking for in, in 2024? So the, the big move right now is, is I'm bringing in three new partners. Um, gonna get things just kind of shifted around and start looking towards that move to where we move to that better location that we've been talking about for several years now. Um, but I think that first year is pretty much just going to be get everyone's feet wet, get things moving forward again and start looking for that location. Um, and then I think by the end of 2024, we should be good to actually get into that new location. It's just a matter of finding it. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Cause it, commercial space is a little difficult to come by, especially in the East County. It is incredibly hard. Yeah. 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 So, so you're going to stay some, hopefully somewhere in the East County, not necessarily Santee. You have to go where, where the, the proper infrastructure is, right? Right, right. And, and that, that's one of the issues is I would love to stay in Santee. I've, I've, we've had such a warm welcome here. Um, good reception for everyone who actually knows about us because we've, we've been pretty low key. Uh, but with that kind of obscurity comes questions from a lot of landlords and everything that they, they just don't know our reputation. So um, they immediately kind of think negative when they hear that we have a distillery because they immediately think bar, which is not exactly what we're doing. So... Uh, overcoming that, trying to get into a new space is, is just kind of one of the hurdles that we're looking at, but it's not something that we can't overcome. So the, the craft distilling industry is about where the craft beer business was 15 years ago or so, where everyone thinks, oh, you want to open a bar down the street from, from kindergarten or whatever? Yeah. That, that's exactly where we're at. And that's one of the huge challenges that we have to deal with is, is uh, landlords will immediately think like we're going to have um, – people drinking all night long and, and, you know, problems with parking and, and water consumption and all these different things. And it's like, that's not exactly the case. Um, and they, they don't really want to hear 
what the truth is about the matter. And, and I don't, I don't really blame them. Why, why bring in something that's potential for problems when you can bring in another industry that's going to have no problems whatsoever. Yes. Another yeah. metal shop that's going to bend some metal that no one ever hears about. And they're exactly. gone by three thirty every day. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, not that we don't need enough, another metal shop, but you know, there's, there's some room for other, uh, a diverse, um, business climate in the East County. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what kind of things are you looking for? Are you looking for, um, like a, uh, proper size gas pipelines? Are you looking for electric? What's, what's the best, like in the best case scenario, where would you guys, what, what kind of space would you be, be uh, uh, coming into? I, I would say something with, with options, um, gas lines, uh, steam, um, enough electricity to produce what we need to produce. That way we can at least look at those options and, and make the determination on what kind of equipment we're going to purchase for future productions. Um, certainly need to have at least 1500 square feet. And I would, I would think a little bit more than that, but my thoughts are 2024, 2025, just look at getting to that, that second step that's needed to happen for several years now. Um, ultimate goal is to create a destination location, which would be right in the heart of some sort of a tourist area to where we can actually have that traffic that comes through and they can see what we're doing and they can not only see what we're doing, but they can taste it and they can purchase it too. So in it, it would be kind of an, an immersive experience to just be a better part of the community to where folks can see. Gotcha. So right now you're kind of um, off the beaten path, right? You're on one of the main thoroughfares in Santee, mm-hmm. but you don't have any frontage on the street. You kind of have to walk down the little alley down the way a little bit, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, it's pretty much just like a warehouse garage. Um, we've done it up pretty nice in there and everything. So it's a little man cavey. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So it's, it's a cozy little spot, but the electricity isn't what we need to grow there. The, the size is sufficient but the, the electrical supply is, is just not sufficient. It's, it's like 110 power with aluminum wiring. And uh, the, the fact that we haven't burned the place down yet is almost surprising to me. I'm, I'm joking, of course. It's, it's not that bad. but um, Sure, but the, the, a lot of the infrastructure in the East County, a lot of the inventory is, is older, 60s, 70s. Like you said, aluminum wiring. Maybe they don't have gas lines. No. And if you guys are distilling, that means you're cry, trying to – boil stuff and it's cheaper to boil stuff burning gas than it is burning electricity. Sure. Right. So you need some big thick old gas lines and you probably don't want to dig up the street and pipe that in yourself. Right. 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 Unless I own the space. If I own the space, I'd love to do all those improvements, but sure. You know, it, it, that's one of the big challenges. Yeah. Infrastructure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, currently you guys are open like six hours on Saturdays, right? right. Right. Um, do you have a, a, an opportunity coming up with the new partners and, and, and more people uh, able to unlock the door a couple of times a week? Are you going to change your hours a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. My, my thoughts are um, several more evenings and then maybe even some daytime hours to where, you know, we can just try to expand because six hours a week is just not enough to drive those sales that we need to, to get the numbers and, and just keep production moving. So sure. You know, ultimate goal is to have that still running as much as possible so that we're constantly producing, constantly filling barrels, filling bottles. You know, activity is what folks want to see. They want to come and see what's new. What are they working on? So sure. That's where we want to get. Okay. So, um, do you have an idea of when you might, uh, expand your hours, uh, maybe early 2024, or are you going to wait for the new spot to do that? No, no, uh, immediately. So uh, 
I'm still working on getting the things finalized with the new partners and everything. And once those are finalized, then, then we can start exploring like what steps are we going to take? And, and I think one of the immediate steps is the expansion of the hours. Um, getting the sales where they need to be is, is probably the ultimate goal. Um, and then with that comes getting production where it needs to be. So there's, there's those two things that go hand in hand. So just being at the distillery more is the first step. So, uh, I work a day job for the Navy and that takes a significant amount of my free time, uh, just trying to get caught up with everything that I have going on between the Navy and taking care of the distillery and taking care of my house and my daughter and everything. There's, there's just a lot going on and, and doing it by myself is, is going to be pretty much impossible. So that's, that's why I needed to bring in more talent, more folks who are just willing and have that drive to see this through and, and to just see it grow. And there's a lot of talent with the, with the folks that I'm bringing in. So I'm, I'm excited. Very and I cool. Think they are too. Are they all military folks as well? Well, uh, two of them are, the third one is not, but I, I actually worked alongside him with my Navy job as my, my civilian Navy job. Uh, so the four or actually three of us worked together. One of them was active duty on, on a ship that my other partner and I were working on, uh, so the two guys that are active duty coming in, one was a good friend of mine as well. And then we also have Angie who's been with me since the beginning. She's been our marketing and graphic design. Uh, she's coming back. She's going to really kind of help bring things back up to speed with my social media. Cause I am not a social media guy. It's I, I, I almost couldn't care less about looking <laughs> at social media and everything. It's uh, not something that I like to do. So I'm, I'm excited to have her back so that she can take that over. Okay. Very good. So you're looking probably end of January, kind of sorting out some of these things early February. Yeah. You know, being able to pick up a, a special vodka or something for a loved one for Valentine's day kind of thing. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a reasonable idea. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So um, what else do you see for the future of copper collar? I mean, do you see other types of spirits? Do you see um, um, like, what's the experience like today and how do you expect to enhance that experience next year? So the, the, the big thing is getting into whiskey. Um, that's been on my radar since day one and it's, it's just been one hurdle after another, mostly equipment limitations. Um, that's been the, the biggest restraint on, on actually breaking into that. Uh, so getting to that is, is probably the, the number one long-term goal. Um, but naturally it takes a few years to, to have a whiskey ready you know, to, to fill a bottle and then start selling that to customers. So in the meantime, the focus is going to be on just the experimentation. What kind of clear spirits can we come up with that's actually going to get the customers excited? Plus, like I was saying, the activity, folks see the activity in there and they want to just come see what we're doing. So my thoughts are other types of engagement with the community. So, uh, I don't know how much I want to discuss on those just yet because they're, they're sure. kind of new ideas and everything. So I want to talk with the team a lot about it, but um, my thoughts are some sort of classes and also uh, instructional videos. So there's, there's different things that we've all been kind of discussing and seeing those come together is, is what I'm most curious to kind of see come together for 2024. Very cool. Well, you know, I was um, pleasantly surprised to see you at the uh, Brews and Bites, the Santee event that's happens in October. Yes. Right. And yeah, somewhere in that zone. Yeah. Yeah. In the fall. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it it was great to see you because I thought you guys had already moved 
Um, but do you do a lot of those kinds of community events where you go out and pour and, and try to introduce folks to your product? Absolutely. Yeah. I love doing the events in Santee. Every time I do an event in Santee, I'm either re-engaging with people who like, like you were saying, either thought we had left already or meeting new people. And they say like, you've been here for seven years. I, I never even knew that you were here. So that's one of the things that we love best about this is, is just keeping that exposure up um, without an advertising budget, which should be coming soon as well. Then those events are necessary because social media only goes so far. Um, the biggest thing is getting these events and, and Santee events, El Cajon events. Those are perfect for us. So. Gotcha. Is it mostly, um, beer tasting events, wine tasting events, kind of things that you're able to do? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's best if they're, they're set up by either a city or, uh, a, uh, chamber of commerce or something like that. Those are usually the best ones. Um, the more private events, they, they can be very beneficial too, but sometimes, uh, I would just say that the the city ones usually have the better draw. Sure, yeah, they, because they have a larger marketing budget and they get more people in the, in the door. Right now, um, for a while there, um, people were doing a lot of um, like uh, wine tasting parties and things like that. Is that something that that you guys do? Are you able to do that and sell bottles doing that way as well? So if if we're going to have an event like that um, where we're serving multiple tastings, it needs to be set up by a customer. And our current space just doesn't have the capacity to handle a whole lot of folks. So uh, I get regular calls and emails about, hey, can we have a private event at your place? And, and my reaction is like, absolutely you can. But then I also want them to know up front, like, hey, this is this is a small space having more than 15 people in here is going to be pretty uncomfortable. So that is a pretty big barrier for us. So it is possible to do that, but then there's also my schedule to consider. Sure. I, I pretty much have to take vacation time in order to facilitate that. So with the new partners comes new opportunities. So that's another thing that we could also do. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So what is your, what's your best seller these days? You know, what's, what's your number one spirit? Gin. Our gin is, is has been the top seller for several years now uh, by volume. And then the, the barrel-aged drum is a close second. So I love both of those products. The barrel-aged drum is, is great. It drinks like a whiskey. Of course it's not. It's made from cane sugar and molasses. Uh, but it, it, it's not spiced. It's not back-sweetened. So it's just a really pleasant spirit to just sit and enjoy. And, and that's the kind of spirits that I like to drink. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of just enjoying them either, you know, on the rocks or, you know, not, but, um, right. you know, um, most people like to mix their drinks. What, what do people make out of your gin? So the gin I have found, uh, is best in like citrusy kind of things. So our gin has a little bit of a twist to it. Not only is it have the juniper and the cardamom that give it that pine quality that you're used to getting out of a gin, but there's also grapefruit peel thrown in there. So there's a citrus twist it just makes it a little more pleasant, a little softer. You don't, you're not left with that kind of oily taste that pine would leave in your mouth. So what I've actually been doing with the cocktails that we make in the distillery is, is dabbling into tiki recipes. I like to modify recipes that I find in books and think, oh, that spirit sounds like it kind of matches the description of what spirit we're making. So I will substitute spirits that are in the cocktail recipe for mine, and it, it turns out fantastic. Very cool. So are you guys open on Saturdays now? 
Saturdays right now, one to seven. Yeah, One to seven. Gotcha. Okay. And so if I was to come in, uh, my wife and I were to come in, how did, what, what's that experience look like? So most of the time folks just come in, they, they sit right down at the bar. Um, I will immediately just kind of tell them how the process works. You're limited to an ounce and a half per person per day. Uh, from there, the conversation will just kind of evolve and it all depends. Like, do you want to just sit here and kind of enjoy sitting here and enjoying your spirit? Or do you want to get up and take a look, uh, actually touch things and see what things are going on and everything. So it's, it's a small space. So you can kind of see everything from the, from the one spot, but some folks like to get up and actually go take a look. So we like can take our the tires and exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can, we can take our glasses with us and, and go over and take a look at the still look at the fermenters, look at the barrels and everything, and just kind of see the whole operation. And so do you mix them a cocktail uh, with that uh, ounce and a half, or do you do a bunch of little tasters? So it's an either, or with the ounce and a half, we, we can either do a flight where it's pretty much like a quarter ounce of, of each spirit across through the flight, or we can do a cocktail with an ounce and a half in it. Um, that's an ABC limitation. That's the alcohol beverage control board for the state of California. They've, they've limited distilleries that do not have a restaurant built into them that have a specific type of craft distillery license. Uh, we can only serve that, that amount and any, any amount over that is, is technically overserving. So Gotcha. Okay. And so when, um, when we come in for a tasting, right. Um, is there a fee for that? Yeah. I, I usually just charge the $10 and it's, it's pretty much a tour and tasting fee. Okay. Um, and then you're able to buy bottles Exactly. from you directly. Right. And and that's the ultimate goal is to drive those bottle sales. So we mm-hmm. want folks to come in, be immersed into the experience, see what we're doing. Everything's coming from, you know, grain to glass or actually with our case, it's cane to glass. So want them to see how it's all produced, taste the spirit itself. And then you can actually purchase bottles and leave from there with them. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and is there a limit on how many bottles you can purchase? You are limited to, I think it's a, was it 2.25 liters? So that equates to, uh, three of our 750 milliliter bottles. Gotcha. So my wife and I could together buy a case. Yeah. Six case, bottles. Six bottles. Half exactly. Case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to do the math. No, that's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. And then, and what should somebody expect to spend on um, bottle your spirits? So the, the lowest price one that I have right now is, is the vodka. And I think that's at $24 and the highest price one I have is, is my barrel edge drum and that's around $70. So, mm-hmm. There's a whole spectrum through there, which you're, which you're going to uh, see, but it's all going to depend on how much goes into producing that spirit and how long it has to age for. So I, I also have a brandy it's six years old, uh, aged it for six years. So that one uh, fetches a higher price as well because it's you sure know, you've been paying rent on that space for six years. Exactly. And it's an amazing spirit too. So, but that one's not available for tasting. Oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Oh yeah. Okay. Good yeah. deal. I'm already selling bottles of that one. Really? And are they all the same type of bottle or do you have a a specific type of bottle? Right. Yeah. So we all have the same bottle right now, as far as all the way across the product lines, um, moving forward, uh, discovering a limitation with that bottle is that particular bottle's design doesn't come in like a 375 milliliter or a one liter type. So we're kind of stuck. So my thoughts are completely redo the bottle idea shift into something else where we can have different size options, like 50 milliliters, the 375s, the 750s. That way, if someone comes in and they're maybe on a tour or they're traveling, 
they don't have to buy this large bottle and think, how am I going to fit this in my carry-on luggage? Well, you can actually just get a few of the smaller bottles maybe and, and fit it into your, your check bags. So well, there you go. Right. Very right. cool. Well, Scott, um, is there anything else that we left out on the conversation? Cause we had, we had like a half an hour conversation prior to the getting on. I don't want to repeat myself to the, to the podcast, but I think we covered just about everything. I think so too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to eventually getting there on a Saturday. No, that's great. Between yeah. one and seven. Yeah. And uh, enjoying some spirits and hopefully uh, Gina and I'll be able to get out there this weekend. We're going to be camping at Santee Lake. So maybe we'll jump in the golf cart and go for a ride. No, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. we'll be there. I'll be there. Awesome. Well, Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming in again. And we'll look forward to uh, another successful year of Copper Collar. Thanks, John. Merry awesome. Christmas. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.